Yes, yes. But, ladies, for you, right, maybe a goal that would be worth mentioning, right, is that guys, man, guys are silly. You know what I'm saying, ladies, right? They're silly. They try to one-up each other and impress each other. And so here's the advice of wisdom. Listen, listen, listen. Listen up. Here's the wisdom that goes along with that, ladies, is you just got to learn to embrace it. You just got to embrace it. You're not going to change a guy, and they're not going to change you. So you just got to hold on tight and embrace it. Now, I'm a thrill. Check it out. As we launch into the series, let me give you, let me give you a statement that I believe to be true, especially during the middle school years. Here it is, right? The foundation for a relationship is friendship. I want you to write that down. It's on your outline. The foundation for a relationship is friendship. I'll say it again. Foundation, listen up, the foundation for relationship is friendship. In other words, what it all hangs on to, what it all is built on, right, is this idea of a friendship. And here's why I know that to be true. The reason I know that to be true is because it's been true for my own life and journey. My wife and I, Erin, we've been married for a little over a year, right, a year and a half. It's been awesome. Praise God. So blessed. So blessed. Amen. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, guys, is what you may or may not know, right, is that our relationship for the first, honestly, the first year, it was built on just really getting to know each other, really being friends and focusing on kind of this idea of just becoming, right, a healthy person ourselves before we were looking to someone else. And so I know it's true for my own life, and I think it would be true for you. And, and honestly, I think it's the reason why our relationship is so healthy. Because we, we were focusing on a friendship, building that foundation before anything else would happen. The other thing I would say for you is that middle school, middle school can be a complicated time. Middle school can be a little bit, uh, it can be confusing, it can be awkward, it can be challenging, it can be awesome. You can have really good days and really tough days, right? And you guys have heard me teach this and say this before, but I'll say it again. The number one word when it comes to middle school is the word change. And, and what I mean by that is, think about it like this, maybe you don't realize this, or maybe you realize this really, really well, is that in these three years, you're experiencing change all over the place. For example, right, you're experiencing uh, physical change. So your body's changing, right? That's what's happening all by God's design. Hey, listen up. I need you guys to pay attention. I think we can have a conversation like this. Don't prove me wrong. Listen up. But you're going through physical change. You're also going through things like uh, social change, like your friendships are changing. Some of the people that used to be really good friends, man, maybe they're not the greatest of friends anymore. 
friendships change over time. That's just how it works. That's sometimes what happens. Your image, the image of yourself, a lot of times in middle school, the image of yourself changes. For example, right? Sometimes, man, you know, we get this urge to dye our hair. Ladies, how many, if you have dyed your hair more than three times, raise your hand. Sweet. Guys, guys, you dyed your hair, raise your hand. Three times, more than three times. Come on. That's what's up. Hey, but really, though, guys, listen up. Is that your image? Hey, leaders, you're going to have to help me out tonight. The way that we view ourselves changes. The way that we view our friends change. And spiritually, there's changes too. I mean, some of you, we celebrated this last week. Some of you, man, you have made a decision to come to know Christ in, in middle school. Or maybe you will make that decision later on in your middle school journey. But there's spiritual changes that happen. Some of you, man, maybe you'll get baptized while you're in middle school. There's a lot of different changes that happen, and it's all by God's design. It's all by His creation. But I want to give you a statement that we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. Here it is. Who you are before you date is who you will be when you date. Who you are before you date is who you will be when you date. Now, understand from the get-go, like I've said already, I would say that if you were to look at your life like a book, and there's different chapters that are in each book, right? I would say that this chapter, the dating chapter of your story, shouldn't be open in middle school. But I know that some of you, you might open that chapter, and that's up to you and your parents. But all I'm saying is that who you are before you date is who you're going to be when you start dating someone of the opposite gender. And here's what happens is we get confused about this, guys. Because what happens is we look at things like media and TV and, you know, Hollywood, if you will. And we see, like I've already talked about, we see these mixed messages about relationships. What we see in things like movies and Disney movies and Hollywood, right, is like people meet and then they, you know, they get together and they go on their first date and then the movie's over, right? They just live happily ever after. And it's very, it's a very unrealistic picture a lot of times. Listen up. It's a very unrealistic picture a lot of times of how it really, really plays out. Very unrealistic of how it really plays out. And so what happens is there's this idea of what Hollywood and media and things like that would teach us. And it's this, this idea that if I can just find the right person, then everything in my life will all make sense. And if I just find the right person, if I just find the perfect you know, guy or the perfect girl, then everything is going to make sense a lot of sense. But see, what I would say is who you are before you open the chapter of dating in your life is who you're going to be when that chapter begins to open. In other words, it's like this. If you gossip a lot right now about your friends 
more about people. And chances are, when you start dating, you're probably going to carry that same habit into your dating relationship. Or if you treat people disrespectfully, especially if it's someone of the opposite gender, if you don't know how to treat someone like with respect and honor, you're probably going to get into a dating relationship and do the very same thing and treat them with disrespect and honor. If you're impatient right now, which a lot of us are, chances are you're going to carry that into a dating relationship. But here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. Nobody is. I'm not saying you got to have it all figured out before you start dating someone. That's not the point either. The purpose, though, is look at your life now. Because who you are now is going to be reflected in the way that you date other guys or other girls. And so here's the thought that I want to give you that I want to talk about tonight. What if, instead of trying instead of trying to find the right person, what if we started to focus on being right? Instead of believing the Hollywood lies, you know, that if we just find the right person, but then we look in Hollywood and we see breakups all the time, right? Breakups left and right and failed marriages left and right. It's a really sad thing. We think, we see pictures like in People magazine or something that everything's great, right? But then you learn that they break up and maybe it's because their focus was on things that didn't need to be on. Who knows? But I think for us, if we were willing to focus on being the right person, Instead of thinking that life was all built around finding someone, I bet that would help you, and I bet that would help me. So here's the thought. Here's the thought that I want to talk about tonight. Become the friend, or even the date, that you want to be one day. Become the friend, or even the date, it's going to be in your notes, that you want to be one day. Here's what we know. God created us to have a relationship. He created us to be attracted to those who are of the opposite gender. That's the way God created things. That's the way he designed you to work. That's the way he designed me to work, right? And so the reality is if we were to focus on becoming the person that God ultimately wants you and I to be, then when that chapter begins to open, when we meet somebody, right, then we're going to be in a really healthy place. And maybe we're going to find someone, or maybe God will bring someone into our life who shares that same idea that they are a healthy person as well. And so here's the thing. What I believe God would do tonight is I think God would encourage us to take the Bible and to treat the Bible as if it is a mirror. You know, when you look in a mirror, obviously you see yourself. You see the things that you like. You see the things you don't like. You see, you see yourself, right? And so I think what God would say is, take the Bible and begin to view it and look at it like it is a mirror. So here's what I want to do. I want to invite you to turn over with me. If you have a Bible, it should be right underneath or in front of you. To page 1152. 
We're going to be reading one verse of Scripture tonight, talking about it, and then we'll wrap things up. Page number 1152, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. See, the Bible, the focus of the Bible, when we look at it as a mirror, is not about trying to find the right person. It's about becoming and being the right person. Becoming and being the person, right, that God has designed us to be. And so here's what Scripture says in Luke chapter 6, verse 31. It says this, it says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. In other words, treat other people the way that you would want other people to treat you. Do unto others the way you would have them do unto you. It really doesn't get much clearer than this passage of Scripture. If you would want someone to treat you like this, then that's how you would treat them. It's kind of like that idea of looking at the Bible as a mirror. And I think Paul puts it even better in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Here's what Paul says, verse number 4. I wish we could go through the entire chapter, but we don't have time. But verse number 4 says this. It's going to come on the screen. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. See, this is what it looks like, students. And I want you to leave that verse up there. This is what it looks like to focus on becoming or being, if you will, the right person. But let's be honest, this list is really hard to pull off, isn't it? It's not an easy thing to do to be patient or to be kind or to not envy or to not boast about things or to not be proud about things. It's not an easy list to, to, to pull off. And so here's what I want to do. I want you to kind of feel what I'm talking about. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to read this verse together. But when it says the word love, I just want you to say your name. That's all I want you to do. I want you to say your name where it says love. All right? We're going to do this in three, two, one, go. Stephen. something that I'm saying, you, you should master all this before you, you start dating someone. But I'm just saying, if you just were to use this one verse as a way of focusing not on finding the right person, but focusing on being the right person, I think it would help. So for example, let's just break it down. Love is patience. Here's the thing, guys, is that relationships particularly with the opposite gender, we believe solely this truth, that they're a progression, that things happen 
right? Not overnight, not necessarily quickly, but it happens over time. That's why what happens is, sometimes like you come into middle school, like as a sixth grader, not picking on the sixth graders, but a lot of times like you don't even recognize the other gender. Like it's just not even, you don't even recognize them. You're not even thinking about looking their direction. And, and part of that is the way you were designed. But there's going to be a time when that changes, right? And some of you, you're already in the midst of that. That's already changing. But here's the thing. It's a progression. It takes time to be able to do relationships the way that God designed you and I to do relationships. So it says love is patience, right? And patience is this. Think about this. Patience is being willing to wait. For what is God's best? See, you look in TV and media and Hollywood, and a lot of times, most people are not waiting for God's best. Maybe that's because they don't really know who God is. And I realize some of you, you may be here tonight, and, and you may not know who God is either. And so we want you to know that this, this is a place to be. We would love to talk to you about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. And we would love to share that with you, the gospel that Jesus died and gave his life so that you could have relationship with God. And so if that's you tonight, talk with me, talk with a leader. We would love to share that with you. But it says love is patient. Then it says this, love is kind. For example, acting on behalf of another person. See, this is tough, right? This is tough because a lot of times we're pretty selfish. I know I am. A lot of times I'm just kind of self-absorbed, kind of all about myself, all about what, you know, I want and all this kind of stuff. But being kind is putting someone else, their needs, right ahead of your own. I, I read, I, I saw it written like this, full of service to others. I mean, what if you started looking for ways, guys, to serve the ladies? What if you were looking for ways to put them ahead of yourself? That is the way that God designed things to be. Love is kind. Then he says this, love does not envy. Here's what he's saying. Love is not, it does not get into the comparison trap. And here, here's what I would say. I, I'm not picking on anyone, but, but ladies, I, I do want to talk to you for a second, because here's what I think, what I think is very true about the culture that we live in. What's very true about the culture that we live in, and what is very easy for you to do, is it's very easy to get caught in the comparison trap. It's very easy for you to look at someone else that's another girl, and, and envy them in different ways. And honestly, that's really what Hollywood tries to teach you to do. Tries to teach you things like you're not enough, or you're not pretty enough, or talented enough, things like that. But the truth is, what God's Word says about you is completely the opposite. He actually says that you're created in His image. He actually says that you're chosen, that you're a special possession of His. And so my, my encouragement to you would be not to allow yourself to get caught in the comparison trap of other, of other girls, of other ladies. 
then he says this, he says, love does not boast. In other words, that you don't think yourself highly, more highly than you really are. And this is something that most guys, that we struggle with. In terms of like, have you ever had a friend that was like the, the one-up type of friend? You know, you tell a story or you tell something that happens, right? And your friend has to one-up you. Like he has to tell something that's a little bit better than yours so that his story is better. That is boasting. Listen up. That is boasting. What Paul says here is love does not boast. And then he says this, love is not proud. Love is not proud. It's not being puffed up. It's not thinking of yourself or being full of your selfishness. It's not having you as the center of your world. Now, students, when we think of this, love is patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, isn't proud really tough to do. It's not something, like I said, that we ever really master. But I want you to see this. Maybe Paul is encouraging you and I, maybe he's trying to teach you and I, that when it comes to relationships, that love is the center, that love is the foundation. That love is the most important piece to the relationship. And this is how he defines love. Maybe he's trying to teach us, instead of trying to find the right person, let's focus on just being or becoming the person that God wants us to be. You see, this series is designed as I said before, to try to teach you relationships in God's way by God's design. So we're going to have different conversations each week about this, but I wanted to start with this thought. Who you are before you date is who you're going to be when you date. And so here's a thought that I want to leave you with tonight that I think can be powerful. I actually challenged you guys to do this Last year, so if you're in the seventh or eighth grade, you might recognize this, you might remember this, but it's a powerful way to remember that you are a work in progress, that you are becoming the person that God wants you to be. And think about it like this if you're focused on becoming the person that God wants you to be, then when the dating chapter opens, most likely you're going to meet person that's a lot like you, that's been focusing on themselves as well, becoming the person that they want to be. So here's an action step that you can go for if you want to be reminded of this, and it's very simple. You can get like a dry erase marker or something like that, and on your mirror, maybe on your vanity, maybe on your locker, maybe on your nightstand, there's this message that I think will be powerful during this series. For you to remember, and it's simply this, it's three words, becoming the one. Becoming the one. See, instead of trying to find the one, understanding that we are a work in progress, becoming the one. We're becoming the person 
that God wants us to be. And remember what Luke said. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That right there, students, is a great place to start. It's a great place to have a mirror. And so when you look at that mirror, when you look at it, into the mirror of God's Word, and it says, do to others the way you would have them do to you. Where are you at? Or if you were to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4, like a mirror, and it says, love is patient. Are you a patient person? Love is kind. Are you kind-hearted? Do you try to put the needs of other people out-serve them before you serve yourself? It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. And so here's the thought that maybe you'll talk about tonight in small groups or connect groups. Is what if you were to take not that whole verse, but one sentence? What if it was just one part of that verse? Maybe the patience part, or the envy part, or it was the being kind part. And what if you were to just focus on that one sentence and begin asking God to bring that into your life to help you become the person that He wants you to be in those different areas? God, help me to become more patient. God, help me to be more kind with people. Help me not try to boast. Help me not become envious and get stuck in the comparison trap. Like I know the world wants me to get stuck in. Yeah, I think if you were to do that, student, then I think I think that the school that you go to and the family that you live in and the group of friends that you hang out with, I think it would be different. That would be my prayer, that things would be different because you're in those circles and because you're focused on becoming the person that God wants.